Chapter Fifteen of The Sorcery Club by Elliot O'Donnell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Chapter Fifteen: How Hamar, Curtis, and Kelson entered the astral plane. In order to explain the manner in which Hamar, Kelson, and Curtis were initiated into their new properties i must now go back to the day preceding the gratis performance of the modern sorcery company that is to say the last day of stage one of the compact to kelson the day had been one of the surprises throughout when he arrived at the building in cockspur street he preferred living alone and consequently rented a handsome suite of rooms in john street mayfair he was not a little astonished to meet lillian rosenberg on the staircase i thank you so much she exclaimed shaking hands with him most effusively it is all owing to you i got the post and hamar has engaged you kelson ejaculated why yes didn't you know lillian said with a smile i had a letter from him the very evening of the day i called here did you he never told me anything about it how do you think you will get on oh splendidly the work is interesting and full of variety moreover i like the atmosphere of the place it is so weird i believe the three of you really are magicians if that be so kelson said then we have only acted in accordance with our character in engaging the services of a witch a witch who has already bewitched one member of the trio now please don't go to the expense of lunching out lunch with me instead lunch with me every day it is very kind of you lillian rosenberg replied and i will gladly do so when i am not lunching with mr hamar but he has invited me to have all my meals with him that doesn't mean you are obliged to have them with him every day kelson cried lunch with me this morning i am very sorry lillian rosenberg replied looking at kelson with mock pleading eyes please don't scold me but i really promised mr hamar have tea with me then kelson said i promised him that too supper then kelson said savagely i'm awfully sorry but i'm engaged all this evening and practically every evening with mr hamar kelson asked suspiciously oh no my own private business lillian rosenberg replied do forgive me i should so like to have been able to accept your invitation now i must hurry back to my work and she gave him her hand which kelson held and would have gone on holding all the morning had he not heard hamar's well-known tread ascending the stairs look here he said as they entered his room together i want miss rosenberg to have luncheon with me one day this week and she tells me you have already invited her let her come with me to-morrow it is impossible hamar said now i'll tell you what it is matt i anticipated this the moment i saw you two together and it's got to stop you would genuinely fall in love with that girl or as a matter of fact any other pretty girl if you saw much of her and love i tell you would be absolutely disastrous to our interests you must let her alone absolutely alone i tell you i have given her strict orders she is to confine herself to her work and to me i think you take a great deal too much on yourself i shall see just as much of miss rosenberg when she is disengaged as i please then she shall never be disengaged but come do be sane and put some restraint on this mad infatuation of yours for pretty faces can't you keep it in check anyhow for two years till after the term of the compact has expired 
then you will be free to indulge it to your heart's content for heaven's sake be guided by me harmony between us must be kept at all costs don't you understand oh yes i understand all right kelson said and i'll try but it's very hard and i really don't see there would be any danger in my taking her out occasionally well i do hamar replied and there's an end to turn to something that may spell business just before i got up this morning i saw a striped figure bending over me a striped figure yes a cylindrical figure about seven feet high without any visible limbs but which gave me the impression it had limbs of a sort if it cared to show them you were frightened naturally so would you have been it didn't speak but in some indefinable manner it conveyed to me the purport of its visit to-night at twelve o'clock we are to go to the house of a hindu called karaver in berners street where we shall be initiated into the second stage of our compact i hope to goodness we shan't see any spectral trees or striped figures i've had enough of them kelson said and take care you don't do anything that might lead to the breaking of the compact hamar retorted otherwise you'll see something far worse shortly before midnight hamar curtis and kelson obeying the injunctions hamar had received set off to berners street where they had little difficulty in finding caraver's house to their astonishment caraver was expecting them how did you know we were coming curtis asked a gentleman called here early this morning and told me caraver explained he said three friends of his particularly wished to be on the astral plane at twelve o'clock this evening and that they would each pay me a hundred guineas if i would show them how to get there i demurred the secrets that have come down to me through generations of my cashmere ancestors i tell only to a chosen few those born under the sign of Dijelum brava the stranger showing me the sign written plainer than i have ever seen it in the palm of his hand i at once consented and i had no sooner done so than he vanished i knew then that i had been speaking to an elemental a spirit of my native mountains my nerves are not in a condition to stand much is there anything very alarming in this astral business kelson asked it depends on what you call alarming the indian said coldly i shouldn't be alarmed don't be a fool matt hamar interposed i never saw such a frightened idiot in my life you ought to be ashamed of yourself think of what there is at stake think of lillian rosenberg curtis whispered and be comforted caravar took them upstairs into a dimly lighted attic in the centre of the carpetless floor was a tripod around which the three were told to sit caravar then proceeded to pour into an iron vessel a mixture composed of one half ounce of hemlock three quarters ounce of henbane two ounces of opium one ounce of mandrake roots two ounces of poppy seeds one half ounce of asafetida and one quarter ounce of saffron are these preparations absolutely necessary kelson asked absolutely caravar said english clairvoyants will doubtless tell you they are not necessary it is their custom with a few slipshod instructions to lead you to suppose that getting on the astral plane is merely child's play it is not 
it is extremely difficult and can only be done in the first place through the guidance of a skilled oriental occultist he then took a sword and with it making the sign of a triangle in the air afterwards scratched a triangle on the floor over which in red chalk he superscribed a tree an eye and a hand then he heated the mixture in the iron vessel over an oil stove as soon as fumes arose from it he placed it on the tripod crying great spirits of the mountains rivers and bowels of the earth invest me with the heavy seal in order that i may conduct these three seekers after knowledge to the realms of thy eternal phantoms immediately after this oration Carriver, dipping a twig of hazel in the fumigation waved it north south east and west crying give me authority give me kataladarani and then kneeling down in front of the brazier in a droning voice repeated these words green phantom figures of the air a ready welcome see that you prepare black phantom figures from the earth of friendly salutations see there is no dearth red phantom figures of the furious fire for kindly greeting change your usual ire grey grisly googies from the woods and dells to gentle whisperings change your harrowing yells flogai divas mararupas footnote nineteen according to brahminical teaching there are seven main classes of spirits some having innumerable subdivisions they are one aripadivas with forms two aripadivas without forms both classes one and two are intelligent six principles of certain planets i style them planetians and classify them with all other spirits hailing from jupiter neptune etc three mararupas identical with vice elements four pisachas that is male and female elementaries i have termed them impersonating elementals since they consist of the astral forms of the dead that may be utilized by elementals five asuras that is gnomes pixies etc corresponding to those i have designated vagrarian elementals six monstrosities these i include among vice elementals and vagrarians seven caxasas such as souls of wizards witches and of clever people with evil tendencies scientists with cruel or harsh tendencies such as vivisectionists and sophists all these come under my division of earth-bound phantasms of the dead spirits tied to this earth by passion or vices and i should add to the list militant suffragettes strike agitators hooligans apaches pseudo-humanitarians religious bigots misers all people obsessed with manias idiots epileptic imbeciles and criminal lunatics all such may at times be encountered on the lowest spiritual plane End of footnote. high to the plane the astral plane and to these three poor fools explain explain the secrets that they wish to learn to learn the mixture in the iron vessel was now giving off such dense fumes that hamar curtis and kelson felt their senses slowly ebbing away 
the dark lithe form of carver his swarthy face and gleaming teeth receded farther and farther into the background whilst his voice appeared to grow fainter and fainter they were dimly conscious that he sprayed them all over with some sweet-smelling scent footnote twenty composed of two drams of myrrh one half ounce of sweet oil two ounces of attar of roses one half ounce heliotrope and one quarter ounce of musk End of footnote. and that he whispered in reality he spoke in his normal tones these words Darkona, Drumer, Duber, Parler, Pumer, Perler, Ataramma, Skatarinek, Uk, Drux, Numig, Viartic, Corsa. Footnote 21. These words are so arranged as to set in vibration and loosen the atmosphere that keeps the spirit incarcerated in the physical body, and so set the latter free. End of footnote then there came a temporary blank which was broken by a sudden burst of light the light at first was so blinding that they involuntarily closed their eyes it was quite different to any light they had been accustomed to it was far more vivid and was in a perpetual state of vibration when they had got sufficiently used to this dazzling effect to keep their eyes open they became aware that they were standing apparently on nothing that the atmosphere was not composed of air such as they knew but of an indescribable something that rendered the act of breathing wholly unnecessary and that all around them was no ground no scenery but only space they had barely finished remarking on these facts when there suddenly glided across their vision forms of every conceivable shape that is those resembling corpses of human beings and animals with bloodless faces glassy eyes and stiff limbs some apparently just dead and others in an advanced state of decomposition all possessed and propelled by impersonating elementals phantoms of actual earth-bound people misers murderers etc several of whom approached the trio and tried to peer into their faces for heaven's sake keep off kelson shrieked as the vibrating form of an epileptic imbecile with protruding blue eyes and pimply cheeks came up to him and thrust his face into his this is a bit thick hamar said vainly attempting to elude the phantom of a short stout woman with a big head and purple face who putting out a large black swollen tongue leered at him curse you damn you curtis screamed throwing out his hands in a vain endeavour to beat off the phantoms of two idiot boys who were trying to bite him with their loose dribbling mouths a little more of this and i shall go mad seeing a tall grey phantom with a man's body and a wolf's head bounding up to them kelson would have run away had not hamar whose presence of mind never quite deserted him gripped him by the arm if you leave us matt he said we are lost i feel our safety depends on our keeping together if i'm not mistaken this is a cunning dodge on the part of the unknown to separate us if that happens i feel we may never get back to our bodies and the compact will then be broken we must hang on to each other at all costs so saying he slipped his free arm through that of curtis and the three stood linked together hamar clung on to the other two until his hands grew numb and the sweat stood on his chest and forehead in great beads as figure after figure stealthily and noiselessly approached them kelson and curtis writhed and shrieked and at times it seemed as if the chain must be broken 
but alarming as were these harrowing types of vice elementals that is nude things with heads of beasts and bodies of men and women grotesque heads malevolent eyes mal-shaped hands headless beasts etc none had so dangerous an effect on the unity of the trio as the alluring types of vice elementals that is shapes of beautiful women that smiled seductively at kelson and resorted to every device to entice him away with them it was then that hamar was taxed to the utmost that he exhausted voice strength and patience in holding kelson back he was about to give in when to his astonishment those vice elementals vanished and a phantasm the exact counterpart of Caravur, only much taller appeared before them and commenced giving them instructions as to stage two you he said addressing hamar will possess the property of second sight that is the power to see at will earthbound spirits conditionally that you fumigate your room for ten minutes every night before retiring to rest with a mixture composed of two drams of henbane two drams of saffron one half ounce of aloes one quarter ounce of mandrake three drams of solanum two ounces of asafetida that you abstain from animal food and wine and give up smoking that three times every day you bathe your face in distilled water to which has been added three drops of the juice of the whortleberry one drop of the juice of the mountain ashberry one ounce of lavender water one ounce of nitre and one half ounce of tincture of arnica and that just before going to sleep you look for three minutes without blinking at an equilateral triangle transcribed in blood on white paper and composed of these letters and figures and he handed hamar a piece of paper on which were written these symbols k t o p i six x seven four h i p three s four w v two eight so long as you observe these conditions the power will remain with you to-morrow only it will be awarded you without any preparations you he went on turning to kelson will possess the property of projection that is the power of leaving your body and of visiting where you will on the material plane you will continue to possess the same conditionally that you carry out the same rules as leon hamar with the exception that instead of looking at a triangle before going to sleep you will repeat these words see i have written them down for you and he handed kelson a slip of paper on which were transcribed darkona droomer duber parlor poomer perler atarama skatarinek uk drukes numeg viarticorsa you he said turning to curtis will be endowed with the property of overcoming gravity you will be able to fly to jump great heights and to lift and move prodigious weights and this property will remain in your possession during the prescribed period provided you abstain from all animal food from smoking and from drinking alcohol and observe the same rules with regard to fumigating your sleeping apartment and bathing your face as hamar and kelson but always before you attempt to fly or jump 
it will be necessary for you to set in motion certain vibrations in the ether that counteract the attraction of gravity you must repeat the words karjako mandarbsa guasila which i have written on this blue paper and when you want to move or lift objects you must first repeat the words parababo henali okokokotsi which i have written on this green paper gravity as you will see is entirely dependent on sound sound can move mountains it did so in atlantis it did so in egypt making the sign of a triangle an eye and a tree in the air with the forefinger of his left hand he slowly repeated the words barjavka ukputa trilisa and the concluding syllable was no sooner uttered than the trio found themselves standing in berners street but of carver's house the house they had just quitted there was no trace End of section 15. Read by Don W. Jenkins, Rancho San Diego, California.